speak to you this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It was Palm Sunday, but because of a sore throat, five-year-old Annie stayed home from church with her mother. When the rest of the family returned home, they were carrying palm fronds. Annie asked them what they were for. Well, people held them over Jesus' head as he rode by on a colt, her father explained. Wouldn't you know it, Annie fussed. The one Sunday I'm sick and Jesus shows up and offers pony rides. It seems there is something in our human nature that can get very exasperated with things that Jesus says and does. Certainly the people of Capernaum in today's gospel lesson were at their wit's end. They have started grumbling among themselves, asking questions regarding Jesus' identity. Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? Why? Why are they so upset? To find the answers, let's think back on the last three weeks' gospel lessons. Jesus had taken pity on the crowds who were following him and had fed 5,000 people with five barley loaves and two fish. And the disciple John, who was an eyewitness to the feeding rites, when the people saw the sign that Jesus had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. You see, their expectations for the Messiah or the prophet who was to come into the world was a prototype of Moses, someone God would raise up from among the people. They want to be fed like their forefathers had been fed in the desert, and they want to be freed from Rome's occupation as Israel had been freed from bondage in Egypt. They want another exodus. The next day after Jesus escapes from the crowds who would make him king, they find him again, expecting to be fed again with physical bread. But on this new day, Jesus starts a discourse that is offensive to the people on so many levels. We don't have time to go into all the levels today. But Jesus declares that I am the bread of life. The words I am that he uses here are the same words that God used with Moses. When Moses was at the burning bush, and God was calling Moses to go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let the Hebrews go, Moses asked God, who should I say sent me to Pharaoh? And God answered, I am who I am. Jesus is talking about a second exodus, but this time someone much greater than Moses has come from God. This time, this exodus is bringing eternal freedom, freedom from sin and freedom from death. The people ate manna in the wilderness and died. Jesus is now proclaiming that he has come from heaven to do the will of his Father, and the bread that he will give for the life of the world is his flesh. To the Jews, this is blasphemy, to use word, the words, I am, I am the bread of life, blasphemy. This man is claiming to be God, and to speak of eating flesh and drinking blood is cannibalism. Devout Jews had strict kosher rules about how animals were to be slaughtered in order to have no blood left in the meat. These words of Jesus were offensive and grotesque. Eat flesh? Never. At this point, many of those who had been following Jesus 
who had been there to see the miracles and to see the many healings and had heard the teachings walked away. They just totally left at this point. This was a real turning point. They could no longer believe or follow him. You see, it is difficult for us in the Anglican Church to understand why these Jews were so upset with Jesus' words because our church is centered in the Eucharistic feast. We take no offense to these passages about eating Christ's blood and drink, drinking his blood and eating his flesh because we live on this side of Monday Thursday and the institution of the Lord's Supper. We understand and would not leave our faith because of the words about flesh and blood. But today I, want, today I want us to think about something more that Jesus says in today's gospel lesson because it is relevant for our postmodern culture. It has caused people to walk away from Christianity and the church just as the Jews left Jesus because his words were too offensive. Jesus says in today's lesson, all that the Father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day, what we were just singing. No one can come to me unless the Father draws him. No one can come to me unless the Father draws him. Jesus is claiming to be the Son of God, sent by God, to do God's will, which is to give eternal life to the people that God draws to Jesus. Jesus is going to die a horrendous, cruel, and bloody death to atone for the sins of the people so that they will not have to die in sin. And the only thing asked of them to receive this life that Jesus is offering is to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. See, that's something our culture has a problem with, that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. Our culture wants to embrace the many world religions and proclaim there are many ways to God. But in today's gospel, we have God's only son, Jesus, willingly giving up his life for the sins of the whole world. What other God in any other religion has done this? What other God? There aren't any. None. I've been studying the Bible and a lot of self-help books most of my adult life. The self-help books didn't help much. <laughs> um, about 30 years ago, though, I was visiting All Saints Church at Polly's Island, and the priest said in a sermon, I know you think you came to church today because it, because it is the right thing to do, and you want to please God. But I submit to you that each and every one is here because the Father has drawn you here. That was one of those times when I knew God had spoken to me. No one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws him. Did you know that that word draws is the same word that is used when Peter has a net overflowing with fish and it's so heavy that it's breaking and they are pulling that net as hard as they can to get it in out of the water. That's how God draws us. So God does not very gently suggest we might look at God's word, but our Lord drags us flopping around like fish trapped in a net to Jesus. 
sometimes we need a good dose of the gospel because it usually turns things upside down. You see, most of us think we need to get our lives straight before we come to church or a Bible study or have fellowship with other Christians. But God loves us so much that he comes and pulls and tugs and nudges us to taste and see that the Lord is good. I have learned that when we are at our lowest, it's when he is tugging at us most strongly. Like a loving parent begging a wayward child to turn from dangerous ways, not bringing condemnation, but out of great concern and love for that child. Jesus says he will not lose a single one who comes to him and who trusts him for salvation. Behind our willing decision to come to Jesus and believe in him lies the mysterious, invisible work of the Father who all along was drawing us to Christ. So let me ask you this question, or these questions. Are we resisting the goading? Like any good shepherd, God will prod us with his staff because we are stubborn sheep. Are we caught in a net of troubles of this world and this life and flopping around like fish out of water? Or do we feel God calling us to come closer, come closer, but we're pushing against that call? Are we reading self-help books and trying to be a better person or overcome some bad habit before we yield, before we say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief? We think we have to be good before we can get closer to Jesus. If you're feeling that way, you're thinking that way, I invite you when you come to the altar today to receive Christ's body, a body to eat that bread that he says, I am the bread. I invite you as the psalm said, taste and see that he is good. He's so good. Happy are they who trust in him. Amen. Amen.